Okay, welcome to episode two. Before we get into this, tonight, which is actually the same night that I recorded episode one, we are going to go to our next beverage, uh, Corona Refresca Guava Lime Cocktail. I don't know. I got this for like free. So here we go. Taste how you would expect it to taste. <laughs> Guava lime. There we go. I need to get more whiskey. <laughs> As promised, today we are talking about the courtship of James Franklin English and Grace Walsworth Bates, my great-great-grandparents. So as a recap, Grace was born to Wells Hammond Bates and Imogene Cosgrove in 1891. They were a wealthy family in New York. Uh, that's basically where we left off. So um, if you hear papers, that is all my notes. Those are my notes. Okay, so the best history that I have from this is from my grandma Judy. I'm going to not say her last name or things like that because she doesn't know I'm doing this and I want to keep her life private. So thank you grandma Judy if you're listening to this. I love you so much. So, she said Granny Grace was from a very well-to-do family and she liked to travel. So she went across the U.S. when she was very young, probably 17. She must have had a chaperone. Her parents were trying to get her away from the man she was marrying. They didn't want her to marry him, so they thought if she went on this grand vacation, she would forget all about it. Uh, she went by stagecoach part of the way, train part of the way, and so forth. But she came back and still married him. And that was my grandma's grandfather, James Franklin English. So James was a civil engineer. He worked for the government and they sent him over to the Philippines to do all the roads over there. Okay, we're gonna pause really fast. You guys know that <laughs> I'm I'm purposely not trying to make this podcast perfect because that's not attainable, but my cat has the zoomies right now. Let's pause for a second. All right, we are back. My cat has calmed down. Let's pick up where we left off. So, I was last saying that my grandma Judy in her written history said that James and Grace got married and then went off to the Philippines. So let's go a little bit deeper into that. So, James and Grace were married on May 22nd, 1909 in Santa Ana, California. Uh, you may be asking, Allie, how did Grace get to California? I do not know. Uh, I know that, I mean, like we said that her dad was, he had invested in uh, a dam in Arizona, which is right next to California. And I know that like there's some records of their family going back and forth, I believe, between New York and Los Angeles. So, 
at some point they were there and Grace meets James, falls in love. The parents do not love that. They send her away on this grand tour of the United States. She comes back and she still, still wants to be with James. So they're married May 22nd, 1909 in Santa Ana, California. Uh, and then around 1909 and 1910, they were in the Philippines where James was hired to help construct roads. Okay, now we're going to go over to the internet now. Let's talk about the Philippines. So, I am not great with history. Um, I'm great with a lot of things in life, but math and history are not those things. So, I am consulting Wikipedia. The Philippine-American War, or the Filipino-American War, uh, previously referred to as the Philippine Insurrection by the United States. Okay. This is on Wikipedia. You can read this. Uh, it was an armed conflict between First Philippine Republic and the United States that lasted from February 4th, 1899 to July 2nd, 1902. The conflict arose in 1898 when the United States, rather than acknowledge the Philippines' Declaration of Independence, annexed the Philippines under the Treaty of Paris at the conclusion of the Spanish-American War. Uh, the war could be seen as a continuation of the modern Philippine struggle for independence that began in 1896 with the Philippine Revolution against Spain and ended in 1946 with the United States ceding sovereignty. All of that is a quote from Wikipedia under their entry for Philippine-American War. Okay, so the war ended in July of 1902. And of course, uh, so the Americans won... Not, of course, the Americans won, but because they won, they kind of kept sending their people into the Philippines to, to do things. Um, yeah. So, hopping over to this website for the Museo Ilocos Norte, which is a museum, uh, you can look up this information on M-U-S-E-O-I-L-O-C-O-S-N-O-R-T-E dot com. <laughs> uh, they had an exhibit called American Bridges in the Philippines. This, They had an article about it July, June 13th, 2009. Okay. So, with the arrival of the Americans in 1899, it says a new dawn in Philippine infrastructure development commenced. Uh, so roads and bridges, um, a lot of that happening. That was really very influenced by Americans and our construction styles. Um, I hope some of this makes sense. Okay, so long story short, let's stop quoting the internet. Uh, the war ended, and then in the years following... Americans went over to the Philippines to spread their influence. It seems like my great-great-grandfather James was hired by the government to go and help build roads and other infrastructure in the Philippines. So he and Grace had just gotten married in 1909. They went over to the Philippines to do that. 
So I think my grandma has more records of this, but um, she doesn't know I'm doing this podcast. So I didn't get those records. But basically, we know that they were in the Philippines. Uh, the conditions were definitely not, uh, you know, New York wealth conditions. Uh, so very different. Um, but they did it. But when Grace became pregnant with their first child, they did not want to have that child uh, abroad. So they went back to the United States and then they had Frances Imogene English, their first daughter in 1911. Okay, lots, lots of papers here. So when they came back, Frances was born in Pennsylvania in 1911. Um, again, as with most things, I don't really know why they travel to all these places, but here we are. It's probably with James's job. Okay, so 1911, Francis is born in Pennsylvania. In 1916, their second child, James Jr., seems he went by Jim, was born in Los Angeles. So 1916, Los Angeles. 1920... My great-grandma, Mary, uh, Rosemary Grace English. Um, oh, I love that. I <laughs> just realizing. Uh, Grace named her first daughter, Frances. Her middle name was her mom's name, Imogene. And then my... Wait. Oh, yeah. And then my grandma... Rosemary Grace English. Her middle name was my was her mom's name. That is so nice. Um, Grace, I mean Rosemary was born in 1920, and she was born in Orangeville, uh, Utah, which is in Emory County. It is about well, Google Maps can only do so much because I don't know what the roads were like then because that was a hundred years ago. Um, I can tell you from a map that Orangeville is east of Manti, if you know where Manti, Utah is. Um, Orangeville is basically east of the 15 freeway. Smaller town, more rural area. Uh, it is about 164 miles thereabouts from Bryce Canyon National Park. So I don't totally know how everything fits together, but I knew they moved to this area, likely so that James could work on Bryce Canyon and or other national parks in that area. There are a lot of national parks. Um, I don't know exactly what he worked on, but I know in that area, um, I mean, Orangeville is right by the Manti LaSalle National Forest. Uh, there's also Canyonlands National Park, Capitol Reef National Park, Bryce Canyon. Lots of national parks around there, so I wouldn't be surprised if he helped with other things. Uh, Bryce Canyon National Park, where I know for sure that he worked... Okay, so, my Grandma Jute... No. I'm a little tipsy. Okay. My great... Grandma Mary was born in 1920 in Orangeville, Utah. 
So by 1920, they had made their way to Orangeville. 1920. Bryce Canyon, uh, around the same time, was starting to be developed more. Okay, first off, everything I'm going to share is from Wikipedia. So you can do a deep dive there if you want to. But Bryce Canyon National Park uh, was declared a national monument on June 8, 1923. Uh, from 1924 to 1925, Bryce Canyon Lodge was built. Uh, so that's kind of like the main hub of, of social things there. Uh, let's see, in 1928, uh, it became a national park, and it was renamed Bryce Canyon National Park. Okay, so all of this was in the 1920s. Bryce Canyon was really gaining traction, and my great-great-grandfather was out there working on the roads. At this time, they had three kids, so I'm guessing he was going back and forth between Orangeville and wherever he was working in that area. So they had three kids, and then Grace became pregnant with their fourth child, probably around 1929-1930. Unfortunately, around this time, James took a liking to a young lady that he met uh, at Bryce Canyon. So I will say she sounds absolutely lovely. <laughs> like I have read her family history on familysearch.org, the things that her family has uploaded from her own personal written history, things like that. She sounds wonderful. So yeah, I will say she sounds wonderful. Uh, so her name was Tressa Garn. Uh, she worked as a waitress at uh, Bryce Canyon Lodge, um, right? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so she was a waitress in the dining room there, and then she would also play the saxophone with the orchestra. So sometime during this time, she met James. Tressa was 20 years old in 1930, James was 45 years old and had three children and one on the way. So I don't know how much Tressa knew about that. I'm kind of guessing not a lot. And I couldn't find much information about their courtship or things like that. So, and we'll have to come back to her at the end because her story has a happy ending, which I am so happy about. She really does seem like the sweetest woman. Anyways, so James goes off with Tressa. Uh, according to records, they were married in 1932. Um, but it's my understanding that uh, James and Grace were like done, you know. So according to the 1930 census, uh, Grace lived in Ogden, Utah at this time, so in northern Utah. James is on this census with her. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know their living situation. I don't know when they separated. I don't know. But I do know that 
She was on the census in 1930 in Ogden, Utah. She gave birth to Rosamond Patricia English on October 1st, 1930. So again, in Ogden, Utah. That's what we know. And at some point during this, their marriage dissolved. So we are going to... Actually, let's go to psychic notes, shall we? My medium notes. And again, take this as you will. You don't have to believe it, but I love how Ashley, my friend who is a medium, uh, felt like she could connect with grace and kind of have some sweet insight and resolution to this. So according to Ashley, uh, James was a very angry man. Um, very angry, sounds like he had some mental health issues. And so I'm sure Grace mourned the loss of that relationship, but also, according to Ashley, she was ready for that. She was ready for that separation. She was able to move forward with her life and, and find joy and happiness, uh, yeah, and I really love that. I love that she was able to just move forward and feel good about it. And I have in my notes here from my meeting with Ashley, uh, says Grace had no huge sense of loss because James was hard to deal with. So there you go. Uh, at some point in the next three or four years, Grace moved with her four children to Los Angeles, California, and we will pick that up at a later date uh, and we'll set aside James for now. We really won't talk too much about James, um, but later on in a different episode, we will come back to Tressa because I think her story, even though I have just a limited insight to that, um, I think that's worth telling as well. So there you go. This podcast is about the women in my family and our history and our strength and resilience. And uh, I think Tressa is part of that in a way. So there you go. Come back for episode three and we will talk about Grace's life in California. California.